This is Nebraska Farmcast, a production of the Extension Farm and Ranch Management Team in the University of Nebraska-Lincoln's Department of Agricultural Economics. I'm Ryan Evans. A recent study from the Department of Agricultural Economics looks at the role of premium subsidies in crop insurance, focusing on government objectives and producer attitudes. On this episode, I'm joined by one of the authors of the study, Haralimos Mavrustikos, a postdoctoral research associate in AgEcon, to discuss the history of crop insurance, the study's findings, and a proposed alternative design of premium subsidies that can achieve government's stated goal of increasing producer participation. A new article summarizing the study, as well as a link to the full publication, are available now at farm.unl.edu. Haralimos, thanks for joining me. Can you begin with some background on how crop insurance in the U.S. has evolved over the years? Absolutely. Yeah, thank you very much, Ryan, uh, for giving me the opportunity to talk about this study. First, I should note that the inception of the Federal Crop Insurance Program dates back to 1938, when it was initiated as a risk protection mechanism following the dust bowl and unsuccessful attempts by the private industry to provide crop insurance to producers. Uh, Crop insurance started as a pilot program with limited crop and regional insurance coverage, low producer participation and high loss uh, experience. So after a phase of program experimentation and amendments intended to improve a costly program uh, with low producer participation, uh, the Federal Crop Insurance Act of 1980 introduced premium subsidies as well as uh, new forms of policy coverage and insured crops. Uh, subsequent years of uh, legislative reforms have led the program to expand its scope and size, uh, providing nationwide uh, multi-parallel insurance cover for almost all available crops and commodities. Uh, examples of notable reforms are uh, the Federal Crop Insurance Reform Act of 1994 that further increased premium subsidies to enhance producer participation in the program, the 1996 Farm Act that approved the development and uh, provision of revenue-based policies, and of course, the 2000 Agricultural Risk Protection Act, known as SARPA, that provided more than $8 billion for the development, more than eight, uh, provided eight, more than eight billion dollars for the development of new insurance products and uh, additional premium subsidies. Uh, please note that ARPA changed also the structure of premium subsidies for revenue-based policies from fixed per eight dollar amounts to percentage sales of the premiums. Uh, the same subsidy structure found in yield-based policies. Uh, indeed, the subsequent increase in producer participation rates in new insurance products and the selection of higher insurance coverage options have resulted in a program that grew from uh, $200 million in premium subsidies back in 1989 uh, to more than $6 billion uh, in premium subsidies uh, in 2019. And as you've noted, premium subsidies were introduced by the Federal Crop Insurance Act of 1980. Can you explain more about what this meant for producers? Uh, sure. Uh, 
first, let me know that the 1980 federal crop insurance tax uh, greatly expanded and revised the crop insurance program, aiming at establishing an actually sound crop insurance program as the primary form of federal crop disaster assistance. Uh, briefly, I should highlight some revisions such as a move uh, towards more individualized governance, a premium rating refinement, and of course, the creation of a public-private partnerships that allowed private firms to take a lead role in delivering insurance policies with the Federal Crop Insurance Corporation acting as reinsurer. Uh, however, most importantly, the 1980 Federal Crop Insurance Act uh, enacted uh, premium taxes of up to 30% to encourage producer participation in the program. Uh, producers have then the opportunity to purchase more affordable uh, crop insurance coverage. And you've completed a, a recent study on the role of premium subsidies in crop insurance, along with some other faculty here in the department. Can you just explain the, the study and uh, give us a summary of what you were you, what you were looking at with the study? Uh, yes. Uh, the goal of this study is to analyze and evaluate all different uh, roles of premium subsidies. Uh, and improve our understanding of the relationship between uh, the stated and re revealed government objectives uh, and the role of premium subsidies in achieving these uh, objectives. Uh, to study the role of premium subsidies in crop insurance, policy design and implementation, uh, as well as the asymmetric effects of the policy on producers with different risk preferences, uh, our study develops a novel framework of analysis that effectively captures uh, the empirically relevant heterogeneity in producer attitudes uh, towards risk, which has been ignored by the relevant literature, by the way, as well as the trade-offs involved in producer decision with respect to different uh, crop insurance contracts uh, available to them. And so what did your analysis tell you ultimately about these government objectives and the role of the premium subsidies in achieving them? Uh, well, uh, the analysis reveals a strong connection and a, a complementarity between uh, the stated and revealed policies objectives of the government. Uh, most importantly, the analysis reveals that uh, income transfers from taxpayers to producers are indeed an objective of the crop insurance policy and not a, a necessary cost of increasing uh, producer participation. Great. And you've also proposed an alternative policy design in this study. So can you tell us more about that, please? Uh, yes. Uh, given that as our analysis has shown, uh, premium subsidies, first and foremost, transfer income from taxpayers to producers who participate in crop insurance. Uh, the question that naturally arises and is at the heart of this research is whether the transfers are a goal or a necessity for increased participation, which is the stated goal of the government. To answer this question, 
we evaluate whether the government could achieve increased participation at reduced cost. Uh, it turns out that it can, which makes income redistribution very much a goal of this uh, government policy. Uh, put differently, if increased producer participation were the only goal of the government, it could, it could have been achieved much more efficiently under our alternative policy design. Uh, in such a case, it is the increase in the premium subsidy associated with the low coverage insurance that would be available only to new policy participants, while existing policy participants would uh, keep paying the premium associated with the insurance coverage policy, uh, which includes the subsidies already in place. In other words, our proposed policy design uh, wouldn't remove existing subsidies from current policy uh, participants, but would instead uh, make any additional increase in the current uh, premium subsidies for low coverage contracts available only to new policy participants. Uh, we estimate that the alternative policy design could have achieved the same acreage enrollment in crop insurance uh, by approximately saving uh, taxpayers uh, almost 800 million uh, of dollars uh, or 90, 95% of the new subsidy payments in 2001 alone. Which, uh, it, it was one year after the uh, enactment and implementation of FARPA. Uh, of, of course, additional savings would have been realized also in subsequent years as well, following the same, uh, the same policy design. Well, that's substantial. And so you've kind of touched on this already and probably a lot of points that have made producers take notice too in, in especially your alternative policy design you proposed. Do you have any other messages to producers about what the your findings and analysis might be able to offer them in terms of how it impacts their operations or their decision making on a day-to-day, year-to-year basis? Uh, yes. Uh, first, it is important to know that our findings and analysis uh, can lead to improved policy design in crop insurance. Uh, from producer perspective, uh, the analysis might improve their decision making in crop insurance uh, coverage choice by better understanding all different roles of premium subsidies uh, in crop insurance policy design and implementation, uh, as well as the trade-offs uh, between reduction in risk exposure and out-of-pocket premium paid, which are being involved in their insurance decisions. Great. Well, Ralmos, thank you so much for taking the time today to talk with me on the podcast. We appreciate it. Absolutely. Thank you very much again for this opportunity. This has been Nebraska Farmcast a production of the Extension Farm and Ranch Management Team in the Department of Agricultural Economics at the University of Nebraska-Lincoln. For decision-making tools, articles, podcasts, videos, and more, visit us online at farm.unl.edu.